Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pond, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 35 The Black Family Katie, this is ridiculous. We've been to every store in the mall. Katie glanced up from the rack of dresses. I don't see what I'm looking for. How do you know, when you never even tried a single dress on? Her mother shot back, frustration and fatigue etched in her features. Since David had asked her, Katie had been casually looking for a prom dress for months. She had exhausted all the local stores in the surrounding towns. Since she had not found what she was looking for, her mother finally suggested they drive to Knoxville. Through the long hour-and-a-half drive, Katie had enjoyed her mother's company. Now she was just tired. Everything she saw she knew wasn't going to work. I thought shopping was supposed to be fun, she mumbled. If you could tell me what you're looking for, I could probably find it. The helpful sales lady suggested. That was the problem, Katie decided. She didn't know what she wanted. She just knew everything she saw was not it. This bright red would look very pretty next to your dark skin. Not very many people would be able to wear this color, but I think it would be just beautiful on you. Katie looked at the strapless dress and shook her head no. It didn't take her long to flip through the rest of the dresses. Looking up, she indicated to her mother she was ready to go. What exactly are you looking for? Her mother sighed as they left the store. I don't know, Mom. She didn't know how to describe what she was looking for in her mind. Let's just go home. Defeated, she walked back to the car. Did you find the right dress? Kenneth asked through her mind. No. Do you need help? Katie realized she did need help, but not from Candace or her mother. She wished she could talk to Sam. Since that was no longer an option, Katie bit her thumbnail, an idea forming in her mind. Arriving home, she looked at her watch. Mom, I'm going to take off for a while, okay? She saw her mother's lips compress into a frown. She wanted to tell her she wasn't going to see Jackson, but decided it might set a dangerous precedent. Climbing into the Hummer, she pulled out of the drive and headed towards the black home. Pulling into the drive, she sat outside for a couple of minutes, finally getting the courage she needed. She slowly got out of the vehicle and walked up the drive. Knocking on the door, she waited patiently. Butterflies were doing flip-flops in her stomach. Mrs. Black answered the door. For a second, she gave Katie a bright smile. The smile faltered, followed by a deep sadness in her eyes. Katie wondered if she should be here. Hello, Mrs. Black. Hello, Katie. David's not here. Katie felt a little relieved. I came here to see you, actually. Seeing the door open wider, Katie carefully stepped into the living room. Looking around, she was assaulted by the sight and smells of Sam's home. Trying to fight the urge to flee, she waited for Mrs. Black to shut the door. Now that she had her full attention, she didn't really know where to start. Um, I'm going to prom with David, she blurted out. Yes, I know. Mrs. Black pasted a smile that didn't quite reach her sad eyes. Katie stood there fiddling with her hands. I can't find the right dress. Mrs. Black raised her eyebrows. 
This wasn't going very well, she decided. I don't want to wear a sack, but I would like to look nice or, I don't know, elegant. Shrugging, Katie didn't know how to describe what she wanted. Mrs. Black waited patiently for her to continue. Sam, she stumbled over the name. Sam always said modest was hottest. Tears came to her eyes. I want to find a dress Sam would be happy to wear. I would like David to feel comfortable with what I'm wearing. She shrugged her shoulders, her arms outstretched. I don't know where to look. Will you help me? Sarah Black stood frozen in place. Katie wondered if she was going to say no. The Blacks had always been so warm and kind. It never occurred to her she might be turned down. After what looked like a great effort, Mrs. Black stepped towards Katie and gave her a warm hug. Of course I'll help you. Oh, great. Katie was so relieved she felt like doing a little dance. Wow, I didn't know if that was going to turn out all right. Candy interjected with her thoughts. Katie jumped. You need to give me a little heads up if you're listening. Oops, sorry. Your emotions were all over the place again. Katie followed Mrs. Black into her cluttered room. Every wall was covered in shelves that went up to the ceiling. Every flat place was covered with something. Katie took a closer look. That's all my scrapbooking stuff. All of it? Yes, I used to work in here for hours. Now I just don't feel like doing it anymore. Katie leaned over, her eyes drawn to a large book marked David. Pulling it out, she flipped through some of the pages. Smiling at some of the baby pictures, she shut the book and placed it on the shelf. Drawn to the name Samantha, she pulled out the large book. She slowly turned each page. Some of the pictures showed her there, smiling next to Sam. A knot formed in her throat as she carefully placed the book back in its place. Turning, she saw Mrs. Black watching her carefully. I miss her, she said softly. Sam's mother, fighting her own tears, nodded and turned away. We first need to take some measurements. Katie was a little confused. Maybe Mrs. Black thought she had to sew a dress. She didn't want to sound ungrateful, but she didn't want a homemade dress either. I don't think you noticed. She turned her computer on. Candy piped into her thoughts. Katie closed her eyes. What? I think she's going to order a dress on the computer. Candy reiterated. How did you know I was worried? Your emotions are so strong. It's easy to tell what you're thinking. Mrs. Black turned around and started taking measurements. After writing them down, she sat down at the computer. Given a sigh of relief, Katie sat on the sewing stool close by. Going through a list of websites, Katie made comments and speculations that had Sam's mom smiling and giving suggestions. They were soon arguing and laughing over some of the dresses they found. Eventually coming up with a perfect selection, Katie pulled out her mom's credit card and made the purchase. Getting up from the chair, they both turned to find David leaning against the door watching them closely. Katie felt dumb and wanted to make a quick escape. His mother insisted she stay for dinner. She tried to make up an excuse. Her mother might be wondering where she was. Mrs. Black made the phone call herself, informing her mother where she was and that she'd be home later. Katie helped make dinner. She told several funny stories of her encounters with Miss Smith, embellishing on the good twin who has now taken over her job. David started telling stories of his own. They were soon laughing and having a good time. Nora and Ben sat on chairs and piped up with comments and a few stories of their own. Mr. Black came home, quietly staring at the scene. He eventually joined in. The family sat down at the table. 
Katie, having eaten there many times, automatically folded her arms and bowed her head to say grace. Looking up, she saw the whole family staring at her. What? Shaking his head, Mr. Black reached out for his wife's hand. The family eventually joined hands in a small circle. Bowing their heads, Sam's father said the prayer. Looking up, Katie was a little confused when she saw tears in Mr. and Mrs. Black's eyes. Not knowing what just happened, she looked towards David, who squeezed her hand before letting go. Having had a pleasant evening, Katie eventually stood up to leave. David followed her out of the door. He was quiet as he walked her out to the Hummer. Staring at the large vehicle, he opened the door. Thank you, he said quietly. I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. My mother. He shook his head. I forgot how my mother used to act. Before. His voice trailed off. What happened at dinner? He kicked a tire. We haven't prayed as a family since Sam died. Shot, Katie stood there. She had always known the blacks to pray about everything under the sun. She remembered when she was little, complaining to her mother that Sam's family made up things to pray about. I'm sorry, David, I didn't know. Don't be. David stopped for a minute, looking at her. We needed you to come over and remind us what's important again. Katie climbed into the SUV and David shut the door. She rolled down the window and reached over to turn the engine over. David patted the vehicle with his hand. I used to love Hummers. I don't care for them anymore. You don't like the car? Nope. Can't stand the sight of it. Katie backed out of the drive and gave David a small wave. That was so sweet. Candy piped in. Katie wasn't surprised this time around. Were you present the whole time? I couldn't turn away. It was totally awesome. What a wonderful family. Yes, they are. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are tired of waiting a week before the next chapter is revealed, you can always go online to AppalachianStorms.com and download the audiobook. The cost is around $10. The audiobook is also listed on Amazon's Audible. But once again, if you are enjoying this podcast, please tell your friends and family about it. And as always, until our imaginations meet again, have a great day.